Hello and welcome to the final whistle with me, Kenzie Benali. And me, Steve Forbes. Well, it's finished. Southampton 2, Norwich 0. Some more good vibes radiating from St Mary's Stadium this evening after another incredible win. Uh, now, Dean Hammond and Adam Leach have rejoined us on the gantry. Uh, lots of big smiles on your faces, which is what we love to see. Dean, we'll come to you first. Uh, it's just such a great feeling about the club once again after such an incredible result. Yeah, I mean, the, the vibe is brilliant. The atmosphere tonight was, was fantastic. Um, and like you say, another brilliant result um, and an excellent performance, different performance, but an excellent performance, especially in the second half again. I think the effort from the players, um, I'd love to see the stats on the amount of running they do, the high intensity they do. It, it's fantastic. And, you know, it, it wasn't, um, there wasn't that many chances creating the game, but I feel as though, except for probably a 10-minute spell that Norwich had, it was pretty comfortable for Southampton. I thought they was always in control and um, they had control of the game. Um, and a fantastic goal from a, from a midfield player, which was appreciated from another <laughs> midfield player, which is, a, it was a great strike. I mean, fantastic technique. But um, I'd just like to comment on the atmosphere. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, the fans played a huge part today, the noise they made, and it just must be a pleasure for the, for the players to play in this, this atmosphere. And another fantastic result, ninth in the league, uh, clean sheet, two goals. I mean, what more can you ask for? That's exactly it. You can't really ask for more, can you? Uh, well, Adam, as Dean said there, we move into ninth. Uh, that feels excellent to say. And we've got some very winnable fixtures coming up. Uh, so exciting times to be a Saints fan. But what did you make of that performance today? Yeah, but very exciting times all in all. Uh, just a, uh, another good win, another solid win. Um, I thought Norwich actually made it fairly hard for Saints, uh, especially in the, in the sort of first hour of the game. Uh, they stayed very compact. They made it very, very narrow. Um, just challenging Saints to kind of almost as if they were playing against 10 men when you're trying to get the ball out wide and you're trying to stretch a defence. Um, but they were well organised and well drilled, Norwich, and Saints had to had to play well to get this win tonight. Um, I think a lot of people will look at it as a scoreline on, on a sheet of paper and think, well, that's a routine win against a team bottom of the table. I think Norwich gave a little bit more than that and a few more problems for Saints. But as Dean said, they were always in control. And really, they, they did, there weren't a lot of chances, but the extra chances that were in the game fell to Saints and they probably could have won even more comfortably. But the fact they did win, we had another great crowd, as Dean said, an amazing atmosphere here at uh, St Mary's this evening. Just uh, a real privilege to be here and uh, just to soak up that feeling, that feeling of a club that's happy. You know, they've had the takeover. The fans have loved that. The fans love Ralph. They love this young team. They love the passion, the energy, the way they play the game and everything they put into it. And, and you can just feel all of that. There's that sense in the air here. And it's just a, lovely to be here and just, just smell that and, and, and <laughs> feel it. Sums up the atmosphere perfectly there. <laughs> Before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Let's hope just a little couple of hours tonight. Sounds and fans can enjoy their team, giving us all a bit of a winning spirited lift for a couple of hours. Gets to the byline, touches onto his left foot in the penalty area, sends it back towards Sargent who fires it right footed, blocked, back out again and off the hand of Forster who flung himself to his right. And Ward Prowse will whip it to the back stick, off Brozier, shot down from Elianusi, hits gun on the leg and balloons out of the box. Here it comes from the left, whipped in, curled in viciously, header down and Shea Adams had a free header six yards out. Trying to work those positions and Liberamento picks it up as Williams slips, pulls it back and surely they have to score and they do. Shea Adams couldn't have made that any harder but he won't care. He 
bundles it over the line. Feeds Armstrong into the box. Oh, he's hit it straight at the noise defender. Back to Carl Walker-Peters. And somehow his perfect volley. He's managed to hit straight at the goalkeeper. Towards the penalty spot. Goes over everybody. They all miss it. Two Saints players on the floor. Norwich recover quickly. Oh, that's oh. a free header. And it should have been on target. Gibson this time guilty. Lovely ball from Armstrong. Elliot Usli can finish it. Oh, and it almost went through Gunn's hands. Good header away. Romeo will volley it. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. That is some finish. Southampton's unbeaten home run in the Premier League stretches to 10 matches. Dean, as Adam said, talking about Norwich's style of play, they were very compact in the opening exchanges, almost with 11 men behind the ball at most times. So breaking them down was tough. We did get a goal, scrappy to say the least, but you can see from Shea's celebration just what it meant to him. And it probably needed something like that, Steve, to be honest, because like Adam's touched on, the credit to, to Norwich, they came with a game plan, a very disciplined, very narrow um, and got numbers, lots of numbers behind the ball. And it was difficult to break them down. There wasn't any clear-cut chances. Southampton got into a lot of good areas, a lot of overlapping play, coming back out, switching play, trying to find that gap and just couldn't find it really. And it came from a moment where probably Shea did his best to miss it, to be honest. It, it came across and he misjudged it and then it came up... And then it ended up a wonderful, unbelievable finish where I think he's intentionally lifted it over uh, and, and that, that was the only place he was going to score. So it ended up being a fantastic goal, but um, not, not what he would have probably wanted from, from the move. And, um, but credit to Norwich. You know, they, they came with real effort, desire, um, and as we predicted, really, tried to stay in the game. And then kind of last 15, 20 minutes, me and Adam were talking about it, kind of let the shackles off a bit and kind of went for it and create better, more chances for themselves, really, and more openings. Um, but, yeah, I think Shea, as a striker, will take that and take any goal. Um, and it's a wonderful finish in the end. But, like I say, he'd done his best to, he'd done his best to miss it. And it came a bit of a muddle. Um, and it was exciting to watch it. And there was reaction from the crowds. We were jumping up. Was it a goal? Was it not a goal? Thinking potentially it could be offside. Uh, but, no, so it, it was what was needed for Southampton because... They were struggling at that point in terms to find that, that killer pass or that killer moment. And sometimes you need a bit of luck like that. And they deserve the luck for the, the amount of effort they put in. Well, that was Shea's eighth goal in the last 15, in his last 15 games, rather, in all competitions. I mean, we spoke about him before the match, didn't we, Adam? I think it's fair to say that we can finally put that catch-up analogy to bed now, can't we? Uh, that would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had enough of the catch-up bowl for the time being. But, yeah, I mean... We spoke before the game about Che and his all-round game and how much he's developing, how much he's growing as a player uh, in, is, as part of this team under Ralph um, and alongside Amanda Brozier as well. The goals are the icing on the cake. Uh, I, I just feel with, with Shea, it's, for, for him now, it's just finding that consistency of scoring. The consistency of performance is without a doubt there now from him. There's, there's no question about that whatsoever. It's just the goals. And at the moment, they're coming. And the challenge for him is just to keep that going. He doesn't need to be the guy in this team right now who scores 20 goals a season. That's not what he has to do, but he has to contribute regularly. Uh, and he, he has a knack, um, intelligent play, but also a knack that good strikers have, of getting himself into some very, very good positions. He gets a chance or two most games, even when it's tight and when they play in big teams. And he just needs to keep on converting them because you, you can just see from, from everything that he offers this team, he's a huge part of what Ralph's trying to do here. And if he can be scoring 10 to 15 goals a season, he's, he's kind of got the full package then. 
We're all a little bit nervy up here going into the closing stages with the scoreline still at 1-0 because Norwich always have a chance at that scoreline. Uh, Dean, what did you make of the tactical changes that Ralph made in the second half going to a back three? Very clever, very, very intelligent. And I think that's... We talk about the development of the players and the young players in, in this group and, and this season and how far they've come. And I think it's signs of the manager as well of how he's potentially changed from, from last year where... You know, at times we could have said he could have been potentially a little bit stubborn where he didn't make those changes. And, and this year he has in, in many occasions where he's changed the shape of the, from the beginning of the game and, and um, the formation has been a surprise to us or the opposition. Um, to then think, look at the game, analyse the game and think, OK, look, we're 1-0 up. We can probably see this game out. Norwich are a little bit in the ascendancy. I need to make a change. I need to do something a little bit different. Um, so I think that's the maturity there and really, really clever from, from the manager. Um, and it worked. It really, really did. Jack Stevens coming into that, that back three. You know, Salasu going to the left-hand side works. I like with him being left-footed, the balance is there. Um, and it's definitely something they work on in training because you can see when they go into that shape, it's natural. It's not off the cuff. It's not where do I need to be. Um, it looks pretty fluent. Uh, and then they end up getting the second goal and winning the game because of that tactical move. So really good for the manager. And again, it's just another sign of how far the team's come, how far the manager's come, and how far the, club, the club's come in, in probably a short space of time, really. Um, sitting ninth in the Premier League and still in the FA Cup, there's, there's a lot to play for this season. It's really exciting. It's incredibly exciting indeed. Uh, well, let's hear what the fans have to say watching along at home. Uh, great to see these comments coming in to us. Uh, David said it's great to see Dean looking so happy. Uh, yeah, he is a very happy <laughs> man indeed. Uh, Dan Fox, thanks for this one. He says, solid, professional and relentless. Very good performance. Uh, Vishnul said, Romeo deserves man of the match just from that rocket. Sharice uh, also getting in touch saying happy for Romeo. Um, let's talk about that rocket, shall we? It was certainly a thing of beauty. We really enjoyed it up here. Um, when he was lining that one up, Adam, were you expecting that to hit the back, back of the net? Uh, can I be honest? Absolutely. <laughs> Pro probably not. But I, I suspect he ne wasn't necessarily either, to be honest. I mean, let's be honest. With Oriol only scores spectacular goals, right? <laughs> he doesn't score any other type of goals. And, and with those shots, you know he's either going to smash through the back of the net or it's going to be the <laughs> proverbial rosette, right? So, yeah, when he's lining up, you, you just don't quite know where it's going to go. But it's just such a sweet strike. It was just absolutely wonderful. Um, and it did almost rip the net, I think. It was one of those. It's just when, when you catch those sort of balls, it's, it's just perfect. And they, and they left him, Norwich. They, they took the chance. Uh, they left him on the edge. He got the second ball, got the knockdown. Uh, maybe they didn't expect that that's quite what the end result would be. But it's an absolute belter. And I think... Um, to echo the comments of, uh, uh, that you just read out there, I think he was exceptional tonight. Um, it wasn't just the goal. The goal was obviously the icing on the cake. But I was thinking to myself watching him, uh, having been a while since I'd watched him in person, just how much he's developed as a player. And, and thinking back to when he first arrived at Saints, and he, he had so many positives, but especially his distribution let him down a little bit, frankly. It was almost a case of one of those guys of you, you you win the ball and then you give it to somebody else who can pass it that's not the case anymore you look at how he links the play um how dynamic he is now it, it's almost like watching a different player to when he first arrived at saints and and he's a he's a real real top premier league midfielder i mean dean said he thinks him and prowse are potentially the best center midfield pairing in the premier league well i mean when you watch them tonight there's there's not many better that's for sure and Oriole is a huge part of that. Even if it's Prowse who gets the headlines most of the time, 
Oriol was a massive part of that, and, and I thought he was fantastic again tonight. Yeah, his goal was rather special, unleashing his inner Dean Hammond, if you will. <laughs> uh, but oh, Dean, what did you what did you make of his overall performance and his contribution? Adam touched on it there, the partnership with him and Prousey, but singling out Oriol, what did you make of his performance? Brilliant. Uh, he, he, like Adam said, he's a joy to watch. Um, and obviously, being a midfield player, I can appreciate the role he plays and just controls the game. And, and it looks so easy what he does, but it is so difficult to do. And it's so difficult to stay that discipline to continue to do the basics the whole game. Um, but he has added to his game. You know, he, he's so clever at receiving the ball, of knowing where his opposition is, where to receive it, where to turn. And when to, um, his distribution, like Adam said, is brilliant. But when to take one touch, two touch, three touch, it's fantastic. It really is and rarely gives the ball away. And if he does give the ball away now... Like Adam said, he's done. He wins the ball back quickly. He reacts and wins it back, and he just controls the game. And him, Prousey together, are fantastic. The amount of times they pass the ball to each other, and that's one thing I got taught as a midfield player: can you pass to your midfield partner? You know, can you play? Can you move the ball together to then wait and be patient to find that opening? And Oreo's finding that opening now to be able to play into um, a Stuart Armstrong in, in the in the hole or a Shay Adams in behind. So. I think he was fantastic, and obviously his goal was 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 brilliant. I mean, the technique is is super superb again. That's so difficult to do, um, and as soon as that, you know, left his foot, it was in the back of the net, and it's brilliant to see. It. And again, you can see the appreciation from the fans. You know, when you're playing well, if the fans are singing singing your name, and they sing his name regularly now, so they know how important player he is. And I'm really really happy that he's getting applauded because he's a top player. Yeah, that goal really was a thing of beauty. Uh, now, Adam, let's have a word on Carl Walker-Peters because it was only two weeks ago that we were praising Roman Perro for his performances against Manchester United and Spurs. And now it seems he might have a bit of a tough task getting back into this side. Uh, I mean, the, the fullback situation is just a head-scratcher, isn't it? I mean, it was a head-scratcher last year, but for the wrong reasons. And this year is a head-scratcher for the right reasons for Ralph. Um, I mean, what, what what does he do? He's got three guys, basically, who are playing across the two positions who pretty much every time they play are exceptionally good. It's it's almost like you only get a chance if somebody gets injured or suspended. There's, there's no other opportunity to get in this team at the moment. Uh, and, and, yeah, you feel sorry for whoever's missing out because, frankly, they, they probably don't deserve to be. And, and were they playing in other positions, or and certainly if they were playing for other teams, they'd be first names on the team sheet. So... It's a very difficult one, but I mean, Kyle was excellent again. Um, you know, it's not, you, you almost forget at times that that is not his natural position now because he's positionally so good. Yeah, he gets the odd moment when he, he sort of gets caught a little bit because he, he's trying to work himself around onto his left foot uh, to play it up the line rather than, to, than stick on his right. Um, but, but actually, when you look at the way he plays, how he gets forward, the overlapping runs that he makes... Uh, they're, they're those of a natural left back, not a makeshift left back, um, and that's the problem for Perro now. You can't dislodge him. <laughs> that's the thing. You can't dislodge Carl at the moment. Um, so it's going to be very difficult. But it's it's a great problem for Ralph to have. I mean, it's an old cliche, but that's, that, if you're a manager, that's what you want. You just you dream of having players who can who can cause you these kind of problems um, and, and I don't think that honestly it gives Ralph sleepless nights I think it would give him sleepless nights if he didn't have any fullbacks that were playing well rather than he's got an abundance of fullbacks that are playing well but yeah and at the moment you feel sorry for Roman he's done absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever and goodness knows when he's going to play again <laughs> <laughs> well let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutel now here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game yeah I think so I mean 
I'm very pleased because we had today a tough, tough opponent. Uh, these are always the toughest wins against teams where everybody expects you to do. But I must say I'm very happy about uh, the performance from us, the performance from the crowd. They were very, really, really uh, supportive the whole game. Uh, also when they felt, or well, when we had a little bit struggle in the second half, there was no, uh, no worry, and uh, that helps us definitely. And this this new togetherness, I think, can can bring us uh, in the position we are in a moment that we are hard to beat. How pleased are you with the kind of control and also the patience that your team showed, like you said, against a, a difficult... Yes, it was necessary today. We knew that uh, this is a team that is good organised and it's not so easy to break them down and you have to to yeah keep the tempo high. In the first 20-30 minutes we have been a little bit too slow in some moments. We can play quick in the red zone, but we tried a lot. And it, it's not always going that we are scoring in the first 15-20 to 20 minutes. So you have to to keep uh, the wheel spinning and, and try to create chances. And, and, and I think we had a lot of chances today. Beautiful goal in the first half, fantastic goal. Then in the end, what comes the game down after a short 10 minutes where we were a little bit struggling, but I, can, I think for us, a good performance. It's back-to-back -back clean sheets here at St. Mary's as well as back-to-back -back wins. How crucial is that foundation and how pleased are you with the defensive side of things? Very important, I said, uh, these are the toughest games, everybody expects us to win now, but uh, you have to do it and in the Premier League there are no easy games there and, and uh, the way we did it today was a very, yeah, a, a very consequent and concentrated one and this is what I like to see. Jay Adams is in a great run of form for you at the moment, just how is he developing this season and, and in this kind of period as a player? Very good. I think the two strikers today, it was not easy, but uh, they did a good job. And finally, uh, it's not so important for me who scores. Uh, the important thing is that we score with the figures we need. And uh, we have enough, enough players now that can score goals, and this is good to see. Well, a great result tonight, but attention will now turn to the FA Cup when West Ham come here on Wednesday. Dean, we've spoken before about the team wanting a good cup run. Do you think Ralph will put out another strong side on Wednesday against the Hammers? 100%. I, I mean, I can't see any reason why he wouldn't. I really can't. Um, I think it's an important competition for Southampton. They showed that last, last year. And why not go for it? I mean... I could see West Ham making changes, if I'm honest, because they're, they're trying to fight for the Champions League. They're still in European competitions. Um, I think they would have probably... The FA Cup for them is lower down the list than it can be for, for Southampton. And Southampton has shown, especially recently, in one-off games, they can beat anyone. They really can. And in the form they're in, I really fancy them against West Ham. So I think Ralph will look at the squad. There may be one or two changes where Perro may come in and play because it's the FA Cup. Um, but I don't think there'll be too many changes because the players will be screaming to play again. You know, if you're in this form and you're playing so well and you're enjoying it and the atmosphere is like this, why not? Put us out on the pitch, let us continue playing, let us continue winning games uh, and build that momentum. Like Adam said before the show, momentum is like magic in football. If you can continue that and keep building on it, it just breeds such confidence. So I'm looking forward to the game and I, I fancy Southampton and I really want them to progress in the FA Cup again. And like I say, getting into the next round and ninth in the Premier League, I mean, this is this is going to be a really good finish to the season. Yeah, it certainly would be. West Ham are a team that are pushing, though, still trying to get in those Champions League places. Do you think an FA Cup match will be lower down on, on their agenda? Um, do you think it's a good time to be playing them? I think it probably is. I think that the game is probably more important to Southampton than it is to West Ham. Uh, I think Dean hit the nail on the head. West Ham kind of have other fish to fry. Yes, Southampton are doing great in the in the top half of the Premier League, but 
realistically they're not going to be challenging for Europe. There's obviously no prospect whatsoever of them getting relegated. So for them, a cup run is everything. And one of the things I, I love about Ralph, and one of the reasons I think he's so popular around here, is he, he understands the culture of the club. He understands what the fans want. And he knows the reality here. He, he's probably going to struggle to ever deliver top five, top six finish because that's just the way the Premier League is. Uh, when you look at the teams, the finances, the resources. But if they could win a trophy, if they could get to a final and if they could win a trophy, that's the stuff of legend around here because it basically has, has only really happened once or twice. So it is hugely significant for Saints and they are in such a good moment right now they're in such good momentum, such good form. Well, I, I just don't know why you wouldn't go for it. In fact, I would, if anything, be thinking I'd be prioritising the cup game over the next league game, if anything, just simply because that, that is just a, an amazing chance with this group of players to do something very, very special. Yes, West Ham, on paper, it's a difficult game, but I agree with Dean. I think if anybody's going to make changes and potentially take their foot off the gas, it's West Ham. Um, yeah, so I, I do think it might well be a, a good moment to be playing them. And all, all I can hope is that uh, Dean doesn't get another prediction correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, couldn't, I couldn't stop without saying it. Oh, I mean, well, I well done, dude. <laughs> We've spoken to the budget department. There could be a trophy at the end of the season. You never know. A little um, medal, perhaps. Indeed. Well, <laughs> be a runners-up one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll get you one. Made of chocolate. Uh, Dean, Adam, thank you so much for joining us again this evening. Really appreciate it. Yeah, a real pleasure to have you both with us. Uh, before we say goodbye, though, let's rattle through a few more comments. Uh, we got this one here from James Wills. He says, when you look at our next five in the league, Villa, Newcastle, Watford, Burnley and Leeds, it's hard to see us dropping points at the moment. Sam on Facebook says, fantastic job, lads. Would love an FA Cup win this season. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? Uh, Stu Keats, hello. Uh, now we can relax for the weekend on an absolute high. Thank you, Saints. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, Tristan Hartwell says, Armstrong's on fire. Yep, another great performance from him. Uh, Darren Langridge, sorry, he's got in touch. He says, another fantastic performance and clean sheet again. Yes, love it. Uh, Les Ward, good evening. Go on, the Saints, keep up the good work. And Vincent Appleby says, great game, Saints, in all departments from Ireland. So plenty of happy fans tonight. Yeah, there definitely is great stuff. Well, it is a return to FA Cup action here at St Mary's as West Ham travel to the South Coast on Wednesday. It's a 7.30 kickoff, so we'll have another Saints live for you from 6.15. So enjoy your weekend and we'll see you then. Bye for now.